Hello and welcome to the Football Podcast, the only place for all your European football news. Today, I'm your host, Spencer MacDonald, and my co-host for today is Mr. Colin Wright. Good afternoon. Just before we start off the show, obviously, with me and Colin rounding up this weekend's Premiership results. We'll start off with a 1-0 win for Fulham, which saw Brian McBride get the only goal in the second half, and Phil Neville was sent off for two bookable offences. Carl, obviously a great result for Fulham, as um, Chris Coleman and the lads are getting a bit of stick for their recent performances. But more importantly, do you think this is a sign of things to come for Everton? Uh, obviously, we didn't really expect them to come forth in the league, but do you reckon they're going to be a mid-table club this season? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, we we both talked about it pre-season, and uh, we both thought they would finish mid-table, and it seems to be heading that way at the moment. Um, so, I mean, every game you play in the Premiership is is going to be tough, no matter what team you play. Even teams from Sunderland to West Brom, but even, you know, Fulham. But, you know, on the day, Everton didn't perform and they got punished for it. Yeah, thanks, sir. Cool. Aston Villa also had a 1-0 win over Blackburn. That was a debut goal for Milan Baros. I think that was in the 11th minute. Um, Carl, Milan Baros, obviously he wasn't here when I announced the signing of Milan Baros for Aston Villa. Do you think he's going to be a key player this season alongside Kevin Phillips up front? Yeah, yeah I think it's a promising stri- uh, strike force uh, for the future. I mean, I mean, I know Kevin Phillips isn't exactly the youngest player in the world, but he's still, he's still playing well, as well as he's ever done. And uh, he looks to be a great partner for Milan Baros. Also, Burnham had a 3-2 win at West Brom. That was two goals from Emil Heskey, one from Jacek, and Jeff Horsfield got two goals for West Brom. That was a cracking game. Another 1-0 win was for Wigan against Sunderland. That was a penalty. I think it was given in 12 seconds or something. So that means Wigan has points on the board, and it also means Sunderland are the only team in the Premiership with no points. West Ham lost 2-1 to Bolton. That was goals from Kevin Nolan and Ivan Campo. Teddy Sheridan got a, pe- a consolation penalty later on. Man City, and they're doing well this year. Ten, po- ten points from four games. Had a 2-1 win over Portsmouth. Come back from a goal down. That means they're unbeaten for 12 games. I think that's a record for Man City. Carl, obviously Man City are doing great. Well, obviously, obviously they're not going to be second when the season finishes and all but um, do you reckon high hopes from this season pushing for Europe? Well I hope so um, especially now Stuart Pearce is taking over I'm sure that we all want to see him do well um, it's the thing, the thing that gets me is the fact that it's like Everton last season they sold the star player but uh, I think they'll be doing much better the season after so um, it's a strange one isn't it? I, I, I don't know how that one works but hopefully Man City keep it up and I'd like to see him up there. Yeah, okay, everyone's least favourite team, Chelsea, and a 2 0 win at Tottenham. That was goals from Isa Del Horno and Damien Duff. Um, personally, Mido got sent off early on in the first half for a tackle. I think it was actually on Del Horno. I personally didn't really think it was a red card, there wasn't that much in it. Okay, on to the Sunday games. That was Newcastle v Manchester United. Manchester United had a 2 0 win over Newcastle. Goals from Wayne Rooney and Rude Van Nistelrooy. Absolutely amazing performance from the young lad Wayne Rooney. Um, Carl, what do you think? The two incidents that stood out in that match. Um, there's a penalty not given to Rude Van Nistelrooy. First of all, do you reckon that was a penalty? Just ask yes or no from you, Carl. Um, I would say no. 
Okay. Also, as instance, Stephen Carr, he pulled down Ronaldo, blatant sending off offence. But obviously, referee didn't give it. Um, but more importantly, Newcastle, they're just lacking width, really. There's, they've got nothing going forward. Obviously, they, I think Boya, Dyer, and another player, Emre, got injured early on in the game. So obviously, they didn't have their first team out, so it's a bit unfair to criticise. But um, who do you reckon they need to bring in? Oren, I I mean, obviously, they need a striker, but do you reckon they need a bit more width? Yeah, totally agree with you. But, I mean, you've got to look at it this way. They keep spending. But you don't be, it's not getting them results at all. I mean, he's got to shell out at least 20 mil this season. And for what? They've done nothing yet. They've only got a point this season. Yeah, and that was a um, nil-nil draw with 10-man West Ham. I haven't actually scored, but yeah. No, I mean, you look at Newcastle and you, you just, you know, they're always one of those teams you expect to do do well but they don't uh, but it's not looking too good for them at the moment they're just they're lacking team spirit and you know it's, it's they're as bad as Wigan I can't see them actually scoring a goal this season uh, scoring a goal does it tough for Newcastle also Charlton managed to keep up their 100% record that's three wins out of three with a 3-0 win over Middlesbrough that was goals from Dennis Romadale, Chris Perry and Darren Bent. Darren Bent, the leading goal, goal scorer with four goals, joined with Jeff Horsfield. Third and fourth, that's joined three goals each for Thierry Henry and Ru Van Nistelrooy. Those young guns there. Um, okay, Charlton and Middlesbrough, what are your views on both of them? Charlton, obviously great start to the season. Do you reckon they'll be able, you know, Chelsea, not Chelsea, Charlton, the season always seems to finish early. They get their points they need, then they switch off. You got high hopes chart on this season. Uh, again, same as Man City. Do you reckon they're going to push for Europe? Well, like Man City, they're another one of my personal favourites, and I, I for one, hope, hope they do. Um, realistic terms, I mean, we've seen it se- uh, seasons in the past that you know they seem to do quite well, and as you said, just switch off to, as the season goes on. But um, I don't know. Is this they got a really promising striker in uh, Darren Bent? At the moment, he's he's a lot better than I personally thought he'd be, and um, I don't know. I think I think this could be a, a good season for Charlton. I reckon they will finish higher than they have in the past. Okay, Middlesbrough as well. They're struggling at the moment. Not, again, same with um, Newcastle. They're not looking a threat on goal. Strikers like the new striker Yakubu Duka. Obviously, they had a cracking win midweek, but they didn't look penetrating enough. They just look like you know you get get in front of the defence and that's it. They'll did it look like scoring yesterday? Do you reckon it's going to be a long, hard season for Middlesbrough, or do you reckon it's going to be, you know, they're picking themselves up and be challenging for Europe once again? Well, at the moment, you, you know, they're one of the underachievers like Newcastle, but um, I don't know. I've got faith in Stephen McLaren, and I reckon he'll pull his boys together as the season goes on and get a respectable finish, possibly in a European spot as well. Everton have made another signing, again the defender, that's Portugal defender Nuno Valente has joined Everton from FC Porto for a fee of £1.5 million. He's a 30-year-old left-back, obviously he played good in the season that Porto won the Champions League, I'm surprised he didn't leave, but obviously being 30, age isn't on his side. Carl, it seems like Everton making a lot of signings, just trying to make sure the squad's ready for the UEFA Cup. Um, do you reckon he's a good signing? Uh well, yeah, it seems like a bargain for a team like Evan. Um, you know, he's got a European Cup medal, hasn't he? And that has sit well for a team like Evan. Um, I'm not sure how he'll fare in the team, but 
you know, hopefully he'll do well. But I can't see a, def a left back having that much influence on a team for Evan. I like Evan. Also, PSV's Lee is set to join Tottenham. The PSV Eindhoven defender Lee Young-Pyol is set to join Tottenham from the Dutch club. He's a 28-year-old and he plays a key role for South Korea. Carl, obviously this is just rumours, but if it was to go through, do you reckon it would be a good move for Tottenham? Um, well, personally, I thought wing-back positions for Tottenham have always been the weakest spot of the team. Um, personally, I haven't seen that much of Lee Young-Pyol, but he seems, I mean, he seems, he, well, from what I've seen him in South Korean football, he's not too bad. Um, but I'm just shocked that Tottenham have got all this money to buy all these players. Um, you know, if any of you out there know why Tottenham have got this amount, this amount of money, can you please let me know? Because they haven't actually won anything, have they? So, I don't know, it's surprising they just keep hunting down these young players. Yeah, that's true. It seems like um, Newcastle and Tottenham have actually got a lot of money and they're punching above their weight in the transfer market. No offence to the clubs, but you see Man United, like, they spent like £8 million in the transfer window. But Newcastle and Tottenham are going um, quite mad on there. Also, another PSV Eindhoven defender is Wilfred Boma, and he's set to meet officials from both Liverpool and Aston Villa, according to his agents and he's 90% certain he will leave PSV, but obviously it's got to happen before the transfer deadline, which is the 31st of August. Carl, we see seen Boma. It's quite a reasonable defender. Um, do you reckon that'd be good for Aston Villa and Liverpool? Obviously Liverpool are, are in desperate need of a centre-back. Um, well, I, I can see him being more influential for Aston Villa rather than Liverpool. Um, as you know, the PSV done fairly well in there. European Cup last season um, and you know he obviously had something to do with that but um, I don't know I can't see him really making a big impact for a team like Liverpool in the Premiership because the football in the Premiership is much different than Dutch football and um, I'm not sure but, I mean it's, it'd be, it's like the same as Milan Baros look at it that way I mean he wasn't all that good at Liverpool. He's gone to Aston Villa and now he looks promising. So, um, you know, I expect the same from him as well. Okay, now football fans, a new feature to the show. Obviously, because it's just kicked off. The European Football Roundup. We're just going to basically go through the results of all the goals in the major European leagues. Okay. The Spanish League kicked off on Saturday with Valencia having a 1-0 win over Real Betis with a goal from Pablo Cesar Aymar. Carl, Pablo Cesar Aymar. Do you, do you reckon he's a quality player? Because I do, personally. Yeah, definitely. He's um, still quite young as well, which is quite good for Valencia. Um, he's always played quite well, especially for his international side, Argentina, as well. It's very promising. Okay. Okay. Barcelona, it's quite a shocking result. A nil-nil draw with Alaves. That's not going to be good for that side. Atletico Bilbao had a 3-0 win over Real Sociedad. Obviously, that's a great result. I think that actually puts them top of the league. Sevilla had a 1-0 win over Racing Sociedad. And Oceana beat Villarreal 2-1. Diego Forlan got a goal, but two goals from Romeo secured the win for Oceana. Um, Villarreal, obviously this isn't that good for them, but um, you reckon they're going to come back for this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's early days, isn't it? Uh, take a while with the boys to get together, but um, yeah, I'll let me know come through. Okay. There's a 1 0 win for Deportivo La Coruña over Mallorca. There's also a 2 0 win for 
Jafata, I can't even say that, against Espanyol. Celta Vigo had a 2-0 win over Malaga. And Real Madrid left it lace on to beat Cassidy's. I think that's how you say it. Newly promoted side, and that was goals from Ronaldo and Raul. Rubino made a great impact when he came on in midway through the second half. He actually led the build-up to Raul's tapping, which actually come from a Ronaldo ball. Also, Atletico Madrid, with Matai Kesman, had a nil-nil draw with Real Zaragoza. OK, we're now going to move on to the results from Italy. And I'll start off where they started off. And that was Liviano's 2-1 win over Lise. Fiorentina got off to a great start with a 2-1 win over Sampdoria. Udinese, they did really well last season. I think that's in the Champions League. Had a 1-0 lead over Epoli. Siena, 2-1 win over Calgary. Also, Roma won 3-1 against Regina. Um, Carl, you a fan of Roma? Or do you reckon, I, reckon, I don't know about Roma. They're like one of those teams that you never think are going to change for the title. But they're always going to get in Europe. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, I personally would class them as like the Newcastle of Italian football. I always think they're underachieved, but every now and then they have a good spell and do quite well. Parma had a one-all draw with Palmero, and Lazio won one-nil against Messina. Juventus a bit of a sticky start against Chievo with a goal from David Trezeguet. Do you reckon Juventus have got a good enough squad, Carl? I know like it's like the same situation as like Man United and Arsenal. Their first team is brilliant, but when you look at their bench, I'm not going wow, that's amazing. What do you think about that, Carl? Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, as you said, with not as good backup for like teams like Chelsea you know they've got good backup whereas you know the teams like Juve and Arsenal and United um, you just got to pray that they don't get any injuries but you know if all goes well then they will do well yeah thanks Carl Inter Milan got off to a cracking start with a 3-0 win over Treviso that was a hat-trick from Adriano I think Adriano is one of those special players that I'd just love to see come to the Prem if Chelsea bought him I'd be scared do <laughs> you agree with that Carl? yeah I totally agree with you he's, you know, he's quite a scary player to play against he? stands uh, head above shoulders over any other player I've seen that plays up front um, got a sweet left foot on him as well he's Definitely a, a dangerous man having your team. Okay, and Andrei Shevchenko managed to rescue AC Milan from a defeat against Escali. That was a one-all draw. Okay, also in the French League, Champions Lyon managed to move three points clear at the top of the League One with a 2-0 win over Auxerre. Previous leaders, Paris Saint-Germain, suffered the first defeat of the new season on Saturday when knee striker Mohamed Boyako struck in the 89th minute to clinch a 2-1 win. Marseille are at the bottom of the table, only managing a one-all draw at home to Ajaco. New signing Christian Jimenez had put them in front, but Rafael Safi's penalty dashed their hopes of a first win. The biggest win on Saturday came from Nantes, when they um, thrashed Rennes 6-0, thanks to an El Crudupi hat-trick. Carl, French League, how do you rate it compared to the main three? Um, I, I'm, not sh- I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Uh, you, you got to look at all the minor leagues, like uh, Holland and France and stuff. And um, some players that come from them leagues do well, some don't. Um, 
I don't know, you're looking at Jujuba or Cissé this season, he seems to be, you know, on fire. Um, so, you know, good players can come from these leagues, but again, bad players can come from these leagues as well. Yeah, totally agree, Cal. But do you reckon they can um, challenge in Europe at European level, or do you reckon that is mainly... Obviously, you get players like, um, players, teams like Port and that pop up from unknown leagues, but it is mainly down to Italian, Spanish and English. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, don't get me every now and then, you will quit an upset from teams from other leagues, but, you know, you, you stick by the stronger clubs and you expect them to win, don't you? Yeah, totally agree with you. Um, Bayern Munich managed to keep up their 100% record in the German Bundesliga and at the top of the league. Werder Bremen are in second, then Hamburg in Schalke 04. Okay, that's it for this football podcast. I do believe there are no midweek games, so there's unlikely we'll do a midweek podcast. But obviously, if there's any main transfers, such as Mark Owen going somewhere, we'll be straight on it and we'll tell you about that. Obviously, if I'm wrong and there are midweek games, we'll obviously be straight on that on the Thursday or Friday. Also, I believe next week and next midweek are international games. We'll, of course, do a roundup of those results for you, telling you about England and stuff. Um, also, don't forget you can always email us at mailthefootballpodcast at gmail.com. Anything you like, especially for Colin, where Tottenham get their money for their players. Okay, once again, thanks for listening. Don't forget to tell your mates about us. And it's goodbye for me, Spencer MacDonald. It's goodbye for me, Colin White.